When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Outer Sanctum is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present. Good plan. Lucy Race. Hi, Tess. It's hey us on the fifth quarter. Here we are. What are we doing? Just talking about dogs, talking Just about chatting. our lives. How's the week? Talking How's about the footy. How's the week and how are you? Very loaded questions in 2022 and something I want to ask our guest today. You know, Lucy, I always bang on about being a Freo, a Freo fan. And I know my tie's always number one in my heart, but Freo, I just love them. That AFLW team is so special. They're having so much fun. They're doing gymnastics on the field. I feel like they deserve to be spoken about more. So instead of maybe just talking the talk about being a Freo fan, we've got to walk the walk. We've got to get ourselves one. Absolutely. And I thought... Who better than to get the new captain, Hayley Miller, drafted by Fremantle with their first selection back in 2016. She was the fourth overall draft pick in that inaugural women's draft. So she's been around for such a a long time. That sounds terrible saying that. (laughs) doesn't mean you're old. It just means that you're experienced. Experienced. And She's the two-time winner of the WAWFL Best and Fairest Award. She's played the equal most games for Fremantle, an elite midfielder, captain this season, a pod sister, and my absolute favourite Hayley Miller fact is that she wears number 19, which is my favourite lucky number. So why don't we give her a call? Let's do it. Hello. Hayley, it's Tess and Lucy here from the Outer Sanctum. How are you going? Hey guys, I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Are you quarantining? Is that what's happening right now? Yes, I am. Currently, I'm in a, an Airbnb um, down in Mandra, which is about an hour south of Perth. I've got the view of of the ocean, but I can't I can't go there, which is a real tease, to be honest. That's tough. Would you rather have like a view of a brick wall or a view of the ocean? No, I think I'll take the view of the ocean any day over the brick wall, but um, it is a bit of a tease. It's very Victorian of me, but I'm jealous of you being even in an Airbnb. I haven't been away, away from my house for like three years. I'm like, wow, you can see the ocean. <laughs> it's, amazing. it's amazing. It's a luxury then, isn't it's, it? It's a total luxury. How did you end up, sorry, in an Airbnb an hour away from Perth? What's yeah, happened? so well, I live normally with um, two other people. So if I was to go home there, either they have to move out 
or they have to quarantine the same as as what I do so I wasn't going to do that to my poor housemates so and a lot of the girls I think there was a like most of us are in the the same situation so the reason why it's an hour south of Perth is um because there just isn't that many Airbnbs with nice backyards or whatnot because you don't want to be in a in an apartment well number one you can't be in an apartment where you've got to go up and down lifts but yeah to be somewhere where you've got a little bit of space is yeah certainly important in quarantine so yeah we're in a Airbnb in in and are you by yourself or have you got some teammates with you I've got um, my vice captain Ange Ange Stanett with me and yeah she's easy very easy to live with so um yeah we're doing all right oh that's that's good it's like the captain the leader house yeah it is it is a little bit how are you exercising and things like that what's your regime and to get through the days yeah, well, we're actually able, we've got exemptions to to train, so we can leave. We have to go straight, most direct route to, to Optus, so we're training at Optus Stadium. So we go direct route there um, for a couple of hours and then and then direct route back back here. So, you know, that takes a couple of hours at, towards the end of the day because some girls are still working, so they can't do it in the middle of the day to break up the day, unfortunately. But, yeah, the rest of the time we're kind of just, Angie and I have found a little, just a little walking route just in our backyard and we walk laps around walk laps around the backyard and up the long driveway so that keeps us entertained for about five minutes but just while the winter olympics being on i've watched a fair bit of that yeah find things to to entertain yourself are you an expert what's your what's your specialty now with the winter olympics because i'm a couch we've watched a lot of the speed skating Mm. um insane and then we just watched the the relays speed skating relays last night and they just like push each other along and it's I don't know how they don't well most of the time every race someone crashes so it's really exciting it's exciting sport and then you think you know you think someone's won but they've done something at the start of the race that disqualifies them and then it's crazy I understand why Stephen Bradbury did what he did because it happens all the time. It's amazing. And he had to get there. Now I've got a way better, you know, understanding for he had to actually get to the final. So fantastic. So tough. I saw someone tweet the other day that the Winter Olympics is just basically a whole selection of um, dumb ways to die. I thought that was pretty much summed I think I may have seen a similar tweet, yeah. But Hayley, you guys have had a big road trip. You travelled home on the weekend via Tassie didn't get the W, which I'm sure would have been nice to get it. But I wonder if if there are things that you'll take away from that game as you face the second half of the season. It was a really big day in general, the one where, yeah, we, we flew to Tassie and, and played and then flew home. I think, you know, the day started, our bags had, be, had to be down by eight and then we didn't get here to the Airbnb um, till 1am Perth time which is 4am oh. Melbourne time so it was a very very long day and yeah we didn't we didn't get the win which is a little bit disappointing we would have loved to have finished it you know with an impeccable record it wasn't to be but I think if you, if you think back about what we were able to do over the time that, that we were there and um, I think everyone's pretty proud of proud of that and I think it just gives you and I think look this week is another another week that's pretty disrupted and and if we can get through this one then if we can get through anything and, and to get a bit more stability back uh, when everyone's home will be will be awesome I think we'll be better off for it in the long run 
Yeah, take us through being on the road because I'm I'm a real homebody, and you know when you're in, you, when you finally get home to your own state, you've been away. Just that relief and how relaxed and how at home you feel. You didn't get that, and you were extraordinary on the road, and you were looking like you were having an absolute ball. Were there positives from having that group all together for such a long time? Yeah, definitely. You've you've got a lot of positives there. Like there's the negatives around you know you're not being at home and things were changing all the time. We couldn't get confirmation on and still can't really get confirmation on anything yeah there's certainly a lot of positives that come out of it when you got a group together you got a team together to to just hang out with each other I learned so many things about my teammates that I didn't know before we had some real honest open conversations that were difficult you know at, at the time and to share things about yourself but we all bond as a bond as a group really well we already we already had that before we went away but it's just a bit stronger now that that we've had more time together I saw on your social or one of the social media channels a uh, graduation <laughs> ceremony. Yeah. The other day. And it just made me think of all of the the things that you guys that you miss out on when you're on the road. Were there some other big things that people missed out on? Steph Kane, uh, she's in our leadership group, but she's missing her uh, sister's wedding on the weekend, which is devastating because, you know, she was supposed to be back for it. it she misses it by one day being in being in quarantine. So yeah, that's that's pretty upsetting. I know a bunch of people missed birthdays and um, you know, kids birthdays and and things like that so yeah there was a, certainly a, f- a fair few things that people that people miss and a lot of those things like weddings you know they don't come around very often and you know you hope there's only one um <laughs> you hope there's only one um per lifetime for that person and if it's someone you know like your, your sister and, and Steph's really close with her um, family she would have been in the bridal party if not the maid of honor I'm not sure to miss those kinds of things you don't get that back unfortunately so it is really disappointing for those girls that's so tough. I think, you know, that there are so many things that you're all facing. And when I think, you know, when I say you're all, you all, I mean, all of the AFLW, it's been a really tough season. You have really stepped up. It's great to see you in this role as captain. We love watching your football. We've watched you since um, the first season, but I think there's been some talk about you changed your approach a little bit with fitness. Um, how's it all going for you? Yeah, I think oh, I just worked really hard in the in the off season. I was probably disappointed with my season last season. Like it wasn't it wasn't bad, and, and the season before that wasn't it was never bad. Um, but it just wasn't at the expectation that that I hold myself to. So. Mm. In, I watched, I've got Turbo there um, as, a, as a role model. I watched what she does and, you know, half the reason why she is as good as she is is because she, I don't actually think she ever gets tired. She never looks tired. She's just that fit that she can get to every contest and, and impact it because she's fitter than everyone else. So I, yeah, took a leaf out of her book and trained really hard to improve my fitness, improve my 2K um, time, all that kind of thing. And then the other stuff sort of falls into place a little bit. A lot of people have said, oh, you became captain and then you got really, you got better. But I think regardless of, of that, I get it gives you an extra responsibility and maybe a little bit more of, you know, I've got to perform here to, mm. to help everyone else. But I would have like to think that it, it would have happened anyway um, with the work that I put in in the, in the off season. That doesn't happen for everyone. I mean, often people are made captain and their form does suffer because they're concentrating on all of the other things that you have to do on the field. So I think that you are exceptional and it's quite extraordinary to be able to take your game next level at the same time as taking your leadership there as well. Do you have a leadership philosophy? Like, have you thought 
how about what the type of leader that you want to be and how you implement that? I wouldn't say like I have a, a philosophy or a plan or anything anything like that. I think I'd, I'm really lucky that I've got a really strong group around me that, that support me really well. So my leadership group as well as the club it, itself and we have a leadership consultant um, who, who works with me quite closely. I've got Cara Antonio who's still around and, and helps me a lot to like bounce ideas off. She's she's done this before and that certainly helps with taking the load off. In terms of what, what kind of leader I want to be, I guess my thing's always been leading by example and I think, yeah, if I can't do that on the field, that my leadership style is not, not working too well. So I guess my performance helps the, the leader that I want to be at the moment and, and leading by example. And uh, a lot of people said to me you know don't change too much because you were voted in because of what you've done Mm. up to this point so um, I've tried to keep it pretty consistent and and not try and be the hero all the time and just you know you just go about my business and and bring girls along with me what's it like captaining your former captain is that awkward (laughs) no it's not definitely not awkward um it's actually it's really nice to have her there I often find myself you know when I'm giving pre-game speeches or whatnot my eyes will will dart to to hers and she just gives me the the nod and I'm like yep good I'm saying the right thing we're okay Jelly's on my side we're all good so I definitely yeah do lean on her a bit and I'm rather have her there than than not I don't know what that feels like for her I know it'd be really weird her not taking the lead on on things yeah she's she's been incredible to help help me and she's been super busy with work and and whatnot so um it's been nice for her to to have that little bit less load in terms of leadership one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com I'm Trent Cooper, and you're listening to my equal favourite podcast, The Outer Sanctum. Watching Freya, I mean, there's like gymnastics and stuff on the end of, at the end of the game. Everybody looks like they're having a ball together. Is that, are you helping lead that? Where's that coming from? I think we just got some good characters in the group, to be honest. And it is allowing everyone to have their their spotlight and you know Emma O'Driscoll is just a just an outlier in that fact that she is crazy all the time and and the fact that she can do a backflip is just of course she can um and then what did the fitness staff say about that well look I don't the first time she ever did it they weren't all that happy they were worried she's gonna hurt herself doing it but I think like you said the the pure joy that everyone gets out of her doing that and you know the lift everyone gets it you know they're okay with her they're okay with her doing it and like even the girls on their recorder um you know they've, I don't know if you've seen any of that, that social media yes. but you know they've, they've made up versions of songs with a recorder done dances and and all sorts of different things and and performed them for the group and it's just that real special thing that you, you wouldn't get if you're not you know, if you're not in a, a hub um, mm. type situation. So we've been really lucky to have all of that. And, yeah, we just feed off that to, to go through the rest of the season. My pressing question on that is who thought to pack a recorder? <laughs> well, believe it or not, the recorder's been a thing for years. Laura Pugh, we have a, I have a podcast with Freo and we, we get one of the girls on each, each week and, and just talk through their sort of story. And um, it was the very first year that we did it. I think we're in season three of the, the podcast now. So a couple of years ago, yeah, Laura 
Pew brought in her recorder to the podcast, yeah, played a song and we had to guess what it was. And it was terrible. She like, she doesn't didn't actually know how to play the recorder. So it kind of started from there and then it's just been there the, the whole way through and, and it's made a big resurrection this year. Oh, it's honestly the pod is so good. Like when we had yeah, when you had Anne McMahon on, I was sobbing, right? <laughs> listening to her story. I was like, oh, I was a hot mess. And then earlier this week, thinking you were making up words, which made me laugh heaps. And yeah. Emma's face was so like full of like, oh my God, are you serious? And Lucy and I felt very seen then because neither of us can say the word tribunal tribunal like it's just tribunal it just sounds wrong and so we felt really connected there to Ellie we were like yeah we get that tribunal is a made up (laughs) word as well who who can we expect from to hear from next I mean who's your next uncovered story we just did one yesterday that hasn't been released yet with Sarah Veria so she was um rising star a couple of couple of rounds ago so yeah learn a bit I didn't actually know a whole lot about her backstory so yeah that's a that's a good one sometimes it's good I learn more you know about my teammates you know having to do a bit of research on them see what I can find about them and then ask them the rest of the questions so she's the next one on but we honestly just do it on the fly whoever comes up we think oh yep let's go because we've gone through most most of it now it's kind of bringing in the um, new girls the debutantes all that kind of thing um, because we've done all the older girls but we might have to start um, recycling them again soon because we're running out of people people change you'll find out exactly yeah and it's still funny the next time you tell all the stories you told three years ago absolutely it's a great marker and you know we're just celebrating five years of the aflw when you think back because you've been there from the start you were the first draft pick for the Fremantle football club what have you seen change a lot has changed in that time, both, you know, at Frio with the whole AFLW, um, you know, skill level, all that kind of thing. But um, I think for, for us, you know, from, from the first year to now, we have pretty much a whole new coaching staff. I think even just the facilities when we first started, we were still at Fremantle Oval. They had the absolute bare minimum there. I think we we shared one toilet. We got changed in the in the lecture theatre for a little while there because they just didn't have the facilities for us there. We moved to Coburn pretty quickly, so that was probably only the first pre-season there, but we moved to Coburn and obviously we've got some state-of-the-art facilities there now. Um, they've done up our change rooms and there's plans in place to to do that up even further and have our own section, you know, somewhere else in the, um, in the facility. So it certainly feels, and I guess just the general feel around the club is that we're it is one um, and we are just as much part of the club as as the boys and it's incredible like um, when I became captain and I had my first press conference down in the lecture theatre um, they sent out an email to all the staff and said like if you want to come and watch it you can and and there were so many of just you know finance and you know media team like all of that they all just came the events team they just came to to watch it and, and support me which um yeah it was incredible for me to, to see that and feel that um and you know have the cheers walking into the room to do a press conference I was just like this is insane but it's just such a nice feel around the club. I know you must just be thinking, like, I know it's footy parlance, but one week at a time, actually one week at a time, right? Who are you playing? Where are you playing? Do you have to quarantine? But everybody's talking about players being on the on the edge, you know, really finding it hard in COVID, playing in the heat, you know, all of the injury toll, all of that. Lucy and I often talk about how we've got a 10-year plan and we think that's great, but the 10-year plan could start tomorrow, in my opinion, yeah. and it would be awesome. So what would you like to see happen? 
I guess like the the main one for everyone is becoming at least more full time or or whatnot. But the we and we started having conversations about that for someone like me who I may just squeeze in if I play, you know, until I'm into mm. my 30s, um, maybe. But you know, for me, it, it's not something that is going to be long term for me. So there's it's a real hard time because you've got half the group that will be able to you know they'll be at towards the end of their career but they will you know get a few years full time um, and then there's the other half that you know it's just not going to happen for them so the the natural progression is to to make it full time some point in the in the near future but working through that I guess is is difficult I don't know if you can really fix the the playing in the heat you know the hottest part of the year at the moment I think that again comes with with the full time and moving it to to fit in with the boys but even then you know there's so much with broadcast and fitting Mm. all of Mm. all of those games in they barely fit in all the men's ones as it is so then to fit in a whole nother fixture of women's games um to the broadcast and we don't want to lose the broadcast for full time, um, and that's my that's my opinion. I wouldn't want to lose the broad, the broadcast. is is really important to grow our game and for people to see it. If you can't see it, it's not it's not going to grow. It'll just sort of fizzle out. So there's so many different factors that that work into it. But I think yeah, the number one working towards that full time and and making it viable for girls to put their careers or whatnot on hold and you know get paid enough that they're not losing out by playing AFLW. You're a physio, Haley. How are you? balancing your work with this yeah I'm actually not working at the moment so that that works well for me I um finished up at a job late last year and and haven't picked up another one um through this time so it's been really it's been really good for me to be honest um it was hard at the time because it it was more so it wasn't that I wanted to leave the job it was more that the the whole uncertainty around football wasn't going to work for the business and so we kind of came to an agreement that okay we'll we'll finish it there so that was really hard because essentially I lost my job and and that stability but in hindsight, I think then not long after that, I think it was a couple of weeks, I then became captain and then that's filled my time with, with plenty of different different things. So um, it's probably been a blessing in disguise, I guess. And then after the season, I'll, I'll yeah, pick something back up. And whether that's part-time or full-time, I don't, I don't even know. I've kind of just parked that at the moment. So it's been awesome not not working and I haven't had that stress of trying to work whilst being away. Not that I really could have anyway, but... I was I was sort of basically managing the clinic that I was at before and I just wouldn't have been able to do that um, remotely. You've got Carlton this weekend and the last time you both played each other, they got a real jump on you and then you came back. That last quarter was quite something to behold. I was lucky to be sitting in the stand watching it. How are you approaching this game? Yeah, we definitely don't want to um, let them get the jump that badly um, this time around, for sure. But I think it's just getting everyone into a good mental space this week and, and we've had a nice deload um, this week to, to try and freshen up a little bit and go into that into that game. There's there's no excuses anymore like we're back in our home state. And Oh, I think you've got a few. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got no excuses. We try not to use any excuses. No, we just want to go out there and, and play our brand of football. And, you know, back in, in WA, we have nice big grounds over here and and it suits our playing style so we'll we'll take confidence in that and being back at Frio will be incredible to have our crowd back and you know have some support behind us yeah it'll be awesome 
I was lucky enough pre-pandemic to get to Freer Oval at the start of 2020 and watch you guys play uh, Brisbane. And it was so much fun. I love that ground. Also, Freo, the area is so cool yes, and great. Yeah. I saw Sabrina Duffy down the street after the game and I got properly starstruck. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> she still talks she? about it. I still talk about it all the time. Remember that time I saw Sabrina Duffy? Very exciting. Uh, can I ask, does the air raid siren give you a fright? Because it gave me every time it blew, I nearly jumped out of my skin. So every time the quarter siren goes, don't you have to recover from that? No, that just sounds normal to us. Uh-oh. I don't know what everyone goes on about with the siren. I, I don't honestly don't even notice it. I get scared by trains going past. That's so probably a personal <laughs> personal thing Uh, we also want to talk to you about your coach Trent Cooper who we love we just think he's a total legend can you give us some insights into him that we just don't know that we're not seeing on the outside he's just a big softy to be honest I don't know if that comes across much like he speaks really well and whatnot and he says you know all the right things but he yeah he's definitely a big softy and very emotionally intelligent man and I think with 30 girls in a in a team I think you have to be and I think he it probably sets him apart from a lot of um, coaches that you know without knowing you know some people you know they, they may be an emotional person but you just don't see it on the outside but um, Trent certainly certainly is and um, he has a really great connection with everyone and and it may be in different in different ways and he's good at that of actually tailoring his interaction with people to to that person so I have a really great relationship with with Trent and I feel comfortable talking to him about literally literally anything so and I think that sets him apart from most coaches that I've had previously if not all he's probably the best the best one that I've had in terms of just yeah being able to to connect with people and coaching football and knowing what you're talking about in terms of football is one thing but being able to get girls or anyone to play for you um, and get you get them to do what you want them to do um, is another thing and, and I think that's what he does really really well and you're all still talking after the road trip <laughs> Yes, exactly. We're all still talking, so it, it didn't go too badly. Hey, there's a doco coming out. Did you have you had cameras with you? That's coming yeah. out on Friday evening. Is that right? Yeah. So we had a um we basically had like a one of our media guys, Will, he he pretty much filmed the whole entire the whole entire thing. And we actually had a um a viewing of of the documentary last night after after training. And it was, I think it's 45 minutes worth of content from our from our trip. I think there was 70 hours or something that was that was filmed. So it was a massive effort for them to to go through it and get it out so so quickly. It was a great insight to what it was like. It was it's pretty positive. It's it's all the all the nice fluffy fluffy stuff. It's um, but it, it was really nice to watch back. You know, you, you, you kind of forget it was quite a long time, you know, three weeks from what was happening at the start all the way through to the end. But it's nice to have that that there and, and we can go back and reflect. I think it probably means less to us now because we're still, it, it's happening at the moment. But I think, you know, years down the track, you go back and, and have a look at that and you go, wow, that's, that's what we did. That's what we had to do. Um, and that was pretty incredible. So it was, yeah, it's coming out on Friday for, for everyone. So it'll be good for, for everyone to see. Well, it I'm makes sure me cry. Oh. Oh, like the Anne McMahon. I'm a, I'm a cry. I'll You're a cry. Cry. Yeah, yeah, it might, it sure. might make you cry. There's some nice music in the background, the dramatic music. <laughs> Well, that'll be something for all fans to watch, not just Fremantle Docker fans, because we all love the W. And I imagine that you're going to be greeted by a very warm and welcoming crowd when you play back in front of your fans on the weekend. Enjoy that. Laugh it up. Enjoy Airbnb life for the next little bit. And thank you so much for having this chat with us. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.